Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quacky and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Well then. Oh. I am your host, Adam Chimeo. And I am Aaron Schroeder. And this is the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks sporting podcast on the web footosphere. And Aaron, hmm. we won, barely, a game in Lubbock, Texas. Holy Woo! shit. You know? Uh, I've already covered this. Yep. Uh, wow. Okay. One. Uh, we got really excited over here. That is for fucking sure. Nice. That was, uh, maybe one of the most infuriating games I've ever watched. <laughs> like, infuriating? <laughs> Whew, it was uh. nuts, wasn't it? Because you saw Oregon, like, had the talent, had the players to... You know, win this thing by, I guess, you know, by two scores. Like, yeah. a comfortable two scores. Maybe more, even. Here's, and it was, yeah. yeah. Conti- you, I, they already got my take. What, what are your thoughts on this? Let's just get right into it. Penalties. Yes. One. Sure. 14 penalties. Yeah, yes, that's insane. Sure. A majority of, uh, half of those penalties are bad. The oh, other yeah. half... <laughs> The other half, those fucking refs, I mm-hmm. swear. Okay, the one that infuriated me the most, and it wasn't actually a penalty, but it was just the decision-making by the referee staff that showed mm-hmm. me their company men and that something else is happening behind the scenes here to make games <laughs> more exciting. Yes. I'm not saying they're rigged, but I'm not saying they're not. Uh there was a wild pass at the very end when the other team had the ball. Mm-hmm. Tech, by the way, I felt like they did pretty good. But anyway, uh, he throws this he throws this zinger of a pass. Dude mm-hmm. obviously catches it, falls down. We tag him. Six seconds left. The clock should now click down. We hit three seconds left in the game. Dude spikes ball. Mm-hmm. Then the refs decide, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe he didn't catch that ball after all. And so we need to review the previous play. And so then they review it, and it's like, uh, but duh. He obviously caught it. Everyone saw him catch it. There's no need to review this. And then they go, please roll the clock back to six seconds. They gave... They gave them a free timeout at the most crucial time when you want one. And that cheesed me off. And then on top of that, I got to mm-hmm. say, 
this is one of the corniest slash worst produced <laughs> uh, sporting events I've ever seen. I hated everything about the graphics and the street <laughs> art concept of how they, cha- you know, they like turned the Oregon and Texas Tech yeah. sideways and they would slap a plus one on there mm. that looked like street, like street art. Cool. <laughs> How do you feel about the tortillas Look, being thrown? If you can't tell, all mm-hmm. it did was bring out my inner Bill Burr to where I am just <laughs> infuriated by all aspects of what I had to go through. But thank fucking God we won because we had won. we lost, I would have, I wouldn't be on the show. I would have quit. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything in that game also was like, okay, everything here is fixable technically. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like our left tackle had three false starts. That Dude, is, that you know. that was that. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I, in uh, like, in general, there you know, uh, there like was a the, drive. Like, there was a drive mm-hmm. where we gave them. Oh uh, God! And the worst part is, I've also watched the Seahawks game, who didn't do that much better, and yeah. lost. So I might be <laughs> conflating the two engagements, but I'm pretty sure wasn't there a drive where we basically gave them 30 yards because of um, two 15-yard penalties, like in a oh, row yeah. almost? I'll, there were so many, so many of their successful drives was and us. not successful drives was because, you know, it was either like uh, and, pass interference and, or false start right. or, yeah. Yeah, the pass interference stuff was grinding on me because I didn't believe half of those, and I really want Hithliday to bring me off the ledge because maybe I'm the crazy one. But also, if he tells me I'm correct, then I'm just going to be more enraged the the longer the season goes. Yeah, (laughs) never give fuel to a conspiracy theorist. This is what it all comes down to. Uh, Paint your roof blue, for Christ's sakes. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what that means. So many, (laughs) so many of the things that we, you know, it's like, this is fixable. You know, like, Bo Nix didn't have uh, quite the level, like, Bo Nix Oregon of play. But he won the game. Like, it was still a great overall performance. But played a little below his level. Um, Gosh, I thought he was the only, he was the only thing giving me solace the whole game. Because I was like... They okay, and this is part of the production part that I hated, is like mm-hmm. the constant every camera deciding they need to zoom in, but like they zoom in like this, or they're already way zoomed in, so you miss the fucking entire play completely. But mm-hmm. they kept zooming in on his face, and I saw a man frustrated. I saw a man frustrated with his team, frustrated yeah. with the game, the way it was being called. I mean, I saw me in him, and I was like. <laughs> This dude's actually still trying to bring it, though. I think yeah. he should have started running sooner. Uh, that It definitely felt that way, too, when, with Tyler Shuck having so much success running the ball. And kudos and to Shuck, dude. Yeah. What a game. Oh, yeah. He had a great game until yeah. he didn't, until he caught until he the ball like four times or whatever and, and had that terrible pick at the end. Even though well, we finally to, like, got to him, right? We finally oh got God. to him. 
the pressure was a lot was pretty I mean pretty good honestly uh Matayo Uyunglele really got to him uh Birch even got to him I mean uh, one of the players of the game Brandon Dorless had a hell mm-hmm. of a game Jeffrey mm-hmm. Bassa was awesome in this one mm-hmm. um so much of what we did wrong is fixable I mean, it, the rest of the season's going to come down to can we fix it? Can those things not pop up when we're on the road in other tough environments? Because Texas Tech ain't the best team we're going to play this season. Right. Uh, one of the better defenses, though, and a they really fantastic, tough road environment. Dude. Tough road environment, too. Camden Lewis, sure freaking thing, man. I love it. They, he had a quote. I'm misquoting him, but basically he said, like, I wasn't even a little bit scared when it came down to that that final kick for me. Which is, uh, you could t- he's so much more confident, and that is badass to have a good college I'm, kicker. Yeah, and uh, I feel like I was a part of that, you know? I think yeah. I helped take him there. You shaming him <laughs> over the years definitely Cameron, helped him get better. Yeah, poor Cameron, dude. It's just like... He couldn't help it. Cam now he's Cam- Yeah, I know who he him is. Cameron. Yeah, <laughs> for, for the other years. Now he's Camden because he's here oh, for us, baby. He got through it. He learned how to sh- water off the back. Water off the back. Yeah, yeah. Cameron's True. dead. Long live Camden. <sighs> yeah, perfect. I agree. Um, <laughs> we'll get we'll get into a little bit more of the nitty gritty when our guest Hithel Day comes on. Woo! And uh, for those of us just listening. Thank you so much. Please go over to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Give us a comment. Helps people find the show. Um, but you're missing out if you're not watching us. Because I got my, my on YouTube, that is, I got my pink Wow Hall t-shirt on. It is. For those Eugenians. Dude, it's Looks sick. Real good. TD, our living mascot, TD, is in the building. He's a flying duck looking Whoosh. at the screen, looking at Aaron. <laughs> Looking at the screen, um, you, you gotta follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, smash that subscribe button. Yeah, we got a TikTok too. We're 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 basically hip and young at this. We're point. on all the socials that matter, and also Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was about to say, and the terrible ones like yeah. X. Uh, Aaron, I got some news though before Hit we me. get into some. Bro, more. I got plenty of news. Are we gonna get to talk about the more accolades of Sabrina Ionescu? And if I, not, that's okay, but let's just keep going. I wanted to bring it up because awesome. we're getting into some. Uh, first of all, uh, we didn't bring up that she set the single season three-point record in the yeah. WNBA already. Right. Which is goddamn amazing. Yeah. She's still such a young player, but is clearly like progressing towards having one Dude. of the best careers, period, but, in the sport. Yeah. She's, um, she's our next Kobe, dude. She really is. I mean, she's she's sure, certainly channeling all that energy. Yeah, and she's just a leader. She's just mm-hmm. a leader. She's got it in her bones. As of right, actually, uh, this probably isn't even updated because she had a game just a couple days ago. Uh, she has, like, a, around 124, which surpassed uh, Deanna Taurasi's 121, which was set in 2006. So that's a while ago, even. Yeah. Um. And she's still got more to go. I mean, you know, well, the regular season's over, but so she's beaten that record. She has the chance to really become a WNBA legend now that the playoffs have officially She's going to become a basketball legend. Yeah, full stop. She's um, the beginning. You're about to see a wave of these kind of players, I think. I think the women players are about to have a renaissance of just extreme talent over the next five years. She's like the top of the pyramid, if you will. 
Well, I'll tell you, there was some a really touching moment uh, a little while ago when they played the Wings. Um, Satu Sabali is also killing it. Yeah. Also just leading their team. And so there's a wonderful picture after we beat them, which is nice. By we, I mean New York Liberty. Yeah. Uh, Satu Sabli, Niara Sabli, and Sabrina Ionescu all in the same court. Got a nice little tasty pick, and that was nice to see. Um, as never, right forget. Now, though, never forget. Never forget. Never forget. It's September 12th, but still never forget. Um, Why does that matter? Because <laughs> yesterday was September 11th. You're supposed to not forget September 11th. But you already Why? forgot and have. Oh, my God. Shit. Number one overall seed for their division, uh, New York Liberty. Uh, or I guess they're number two. I should say the number two. But very high-ranked seed. WNBA playoffs start right now. And, or coming up. Not right now. And... Um, so it's honestly aces versus liberty is what everyone is saying the championship's going to be. Uh, aces have the number one seed, won it last year. But uh, New York Liberty was started off on Friday, ESPN 2 at 7.30 p.m. You know I'm going to be watching. And then uh, it's three games, best of three games. New York Liberty versus seven seed Washington Mystics. Washington Mystics actually just beat the Liberty. The final game of the regular season. They wow. just barely squeaked by him. That was in New York, too. So it'll be a challenge. Still, New York Liberty is is highly favored. Um, Yeah, that's going to be huge. I want to watch those. How many? How many? How, how many, many teams? <laughs> how many teams have uh, ducks on them right now in the... In pro, um, well, I know the wing. I know Hebert's out there. I know uh, the both the Sabalis, uh, Sabrina Nescu. I'm not sure. I, I, you know, I, I don't think many more. I'm not quite sure. Okay. I'll look one. into it. Um, in the NFL, we got plenty of ducks, though. Some of them having great performances too. Um, Justin Herbert. Well, he lost his game, but still had a great. I mean, that's not still, his fault. Still making that fucking subway team. money. Oh, yeah. He's making a shit ton of money, my man. 23 of 33, 228 passing yards, a touchdown, five carries for 18 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Um, we also got, like, Javon Holland is also a captain on his team. Dolphins did well, so that's great. Kayvon Thibodeau, four tackles, uh. one solo tackle. DeForest Buckner is as amazing as ever. Plays for the Colts. Seven tackles, four solo, one sack, one tackle for a loss, two QB hits, a scoop, and a score. Like, amazing. Yeah. Truly amazing athlete. If we can circle Penny back. Sewell. Oh, yeah. yeah, keep going. Penny Sewell, also an amazing lineman, also amazing athlete. Uh, got the win. Lions over Kansas City. Nice. Um, thank you, good. Taking down Tony. Mahomes, huh? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like and there was... It's because of their – well, one of the reasons, because of their great line play that they won. Like, the offensive line, the Lions offensive line late in that game just took over. Penny Sewell, big reason for that. So that was wonderful to see. Christian Gonzalez, uh, Patriots love him. Jawan Johnson didn't have a great game. But those were the ones that really stuck out to me, as well as uh, Diamador Lenore, who's on um, mm-hmm. the 49ers and 49ers look freaking great, uh, unfortunately, for us Seahawks fans, you and I. Yeah. But, yeah, 49ers look amazing. Yeah. Uh, GoPro Ducks, hell yeah. 
Love to see it. Love that we have so many, you know, like some on defense, some on offense. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful to see. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to say, <clears throat> you know, you I watched to clear the first. Throat. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I watched the first half of uh, that Cowboys-Giants game. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a zoom in on Thibodeau's face where I was like, yeah, brother. I feel, I mean, he was frustrated. and I would be too, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's. You look at it, it's the curse of being picked so early. Like, luckily, Penny Sewell seems yeah. to have landed in a good spot. But Herbert is the best player on a bad team. Um, same with Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. He's not the best player, maybe, but he's a great player on a bad team. Yeah. I mean, at least you're yeah. building your credibility in hopes of a trade. Mm-hmm. Because of your value, you can get the team you don't want to be on something Else? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even even USC's Caleb Williams, who's you know maybe the number one pick or something like that, he was saying like if I'm if people are saying I'm going to go to like Arizona, like the Cardinals who are trying to bomb, you know, or mm-hmm. they don't even have to try, they're just going to bomb. Um, he's like, I could just stay in college another year, get yeah. another like couple mil, be the mo- the biggest badass in LA once again. Maybe go for another Heisman. Do and it. And go to the NFL the year after. What yeah. the fuck do I care? You know? Or yeah. worst case scenario, I wish it on no one, except for there was points where I was like, you need to break Shuck's legs <laughs> now. <Yeah. laughs> but I really do truly wish it on no one. Uh, uh, God forbid he gets injured in next season and he still may like you said, he walked away with a couple mil. Make yeah. a smart investment I mean, or two and be fine. Ruined his NFL career at that sure, point. Sure, who gives yeah. a shit? You're a millionaire. You can survive off you that. You would think so. You would think so, yeah. Um, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I would be it's fine with it. Hard work being in the NFL. I mean, this know? is a, you're, this is also coming from a time where uh, the last time I actually played any sport, it was tennis. <laughs> and as soon as I had fulfilled the credit required by the school, I just quit. <laughs> there you go. We're quitting. That was good. Black 12. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that's yeah. why we're on the Quack 12. We're quitters. Quack 12 <laughs> is a podcast for quitters. We got oh, a, a little more news. This is huge. This is... You couldn't set up this Pac-12 season for more dazzling death. It's like, of course, the season that they kill the Pac-12 Jeez, may such actually heavy language. be... Oh, yeah. I mean, what else can you say? May actually be the best... Season in Pac-12 history, which is so funny. As of right, I mean, yeah. setting up for too much maybe, but one thing we I have never I don't think you done. are. So far, really? everything I've watched, when I tune in to the games, and it's like the talking heads before, in the middle, and yeah. after, that yeah. is all it looks like. Is like There's at least four teams that are kind of bringing heat. There's more than that, because my man... For the first time ever, the most teams we've had ranked in the top 25 in the AP poll is right is now six. It was okay. before right now was six. Okay. Right now we have eight goddamn teams. And so Who's I'm bringing us down? Arizona. Arizona, Arizona State, Cal. Of course. And um, there's, there's one. There's da- oh, Stanford. That- Stanford hard. Right. That was the game I think I was laughing at, right? Because Stanford was oh, losing yeah. handedly to oh, oh, 
I think and it was I just 50 kept to thinking three. about how you picked them. I picked them. Yes, we'll get it. We'll get into that in the. We'll picks, get into that right? with day. Quit picking me apart. Yeah. Um, but we got number five USC, number eight Washington, twelve Utah, okay, thirteen Oregon, sixteen Oregon State, eighteen Colorado, twenty-three Washington State. And number 24, UCLA. And you gotta love that the two, the only two real Pac 12 teams, as to say the two teams that as of right now are gonna be in the Pac 12 next year, uh-huh. the Pac 2, Oregon State and Washington State are having great starts to their season, look like pretty fantastic teams, and are ranked and like are. are freaking killing it. Like it's it's a real Rudy story for them. Well, time and to actually. Tell. They even got it to because Pac-12 was about to meet for like a board meeting, and uh-huh. Oregon State and Washington State, um, le- like I don't know that they got their lawyers or whatever, mm-hmm. and made it so they stopped that board meeting from happening because they're like, why the fuck are we letting these clowns vote? Like they're not going to be here next year, and rumor was scuttlebutt Whoa. is those other schools were trying or are us you know are trying to make it so they're like we think the pac-12 should cover our costs for going to another conference and like they got the votes to do it time out so yeah what costs are there like the travel and stuff not not for the whole year. I think it's just like there's probably exit fees you have to do for the Pac-12. There's probably some weird-ass entrance fees for the Big Ten. Weird little legal things. They want the Pac-12 you gotta to cover You got to pay money to switch clubs? I'm assuming so. It's just one of those things where you just assume there's some money out there. You know, there's some fees. This is some- why it's rigged, dude. This is why the whole th- – because they got to pay them. They got to pay themselves. These Bro, pieces you're gonna be of an shit. Oregon, I tell you're gonna you be what, an Oregon State fan before the end of this show. There's nothing worse than a suit or pig, except for a <laughs> pig in a suit. That's what we're having to deal with, my guy. I love it. <laughs> last bit of news. Last bit of quacking news here. Yeah. Bonix named Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Week, which normally was going to Caleb Williams, but Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Week, Bonix. Hey. Way to go, my man. I say he deserves it. I say that, too. And with that, Aaron, let's go to a commercial break. We will be back with our dear friend, Hithler David, to quack. Woo! Quack, 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 quack. Quack, quack, quack. Quack. Quack, quack, quack. Hey, podcast listener. Hey, Come you. over here. Come over yeah. here. Get over here, yeah. huh? Nice headphones you got in here. Oh, yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? Ooh, ooh, it'd be bad. Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account and gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. And hey, look at that. I hear you listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that yeah. what he's doing there, bud? <laughs> yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. 
splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the Quack 12 page on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, Quack 12, give us five stars. Yeah, the internet, you got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing if you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then, uh, you know, uh, oh, hey, hey, look at, look at this podcast listener on their long inner, inner uh, continental flight, making things not so bad, not wanting to hear that baby. By covering it up. Wah, wah, so they say. Putting on them headphones. Trying to get the Sky Waitress's attention. Get over here. Give me more of that Quack 12 podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you want some more of that Quack 12 podcast, don't you? You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down down into the water into the old Atlantic never to be seen again glug glug guzzle guzzle in case you don't want to be part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon come on come on why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon give us five smackaroos and for that, we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. We'll forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars. That's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you, chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him, let him go, Mikey. Let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack, quack. Oh, Aaron, what a commercial. Uh, I got to say, I think I'm maybe the best voice actor alive. I would disagree, but who am I? Who am I? Uh, You are an amazing director. That's who you are. What can I say? You you bring it out of me. That I agree. So maybe you are the best voice actor. If it reflects positive on me, I'll say yes. Yeah. And listeners, I know you're long, you're you're just dying to hear the new commercial I keep plugging mm-hmm. and not producing. It's coming. It's going to be so good. Just wait. All right. Yeah. Uh, that being said, speaking of so good, can't wait for real. Our dear friend of Addicted to Quack, the managing editor of Addicted to Quack, get this man in here, and the host of It Never Rains on this podcast. Oh, that's great. Of course it is. Uh, it's a better podcast than that. Why are you listening to this, honestly? But this is a good t- warm-up yeah, for is, that yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we're the cupcake uh, after the steak and mashed potatoes that Hithler Day brings to yeah. every single episode of his show. But anyway, uh, enough uh, about him. More about but us. anyways... <laughs> Uh, maybe we shouldn't have him on the show. Yeah, fuck it. About it. No. Uh, he's just produced a wonderful article uh, that you got to go read. 
duct tape film review of week two 2023 at texas tech this is not hype y'all this is truly the best breakdown of that crazy game that you can find on the internet you have to go read this at addicted to quack we will link it in the bio here but to talk about that most um frustrating win yeah is hitler day hitler day how you doing buddy i'm well how are you I'm well. I'm doing good because we won. Yeah. And uh, it was nice throughout the game that there was never a point where I was like, oh, there's no way we're winning this. Even down two scores, there was never a point where it's like, it is even very unlikely that we're going to rally back. Like, I, it felt like we had it in us, and it was nice to see that it worked out. It, and that, uh, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Aaron? (laughs) Adam, are you saying that you were confident that Oregon was going to lose throughout the entire game, and then you were surprised that they did, in fact, win? No, I'm saying the opposite. Sorry. I thought we were going to win this whole time. Yeah, positives and negatives were working in the grammar of your sentence. Right. Well, I'm not here to talk, you know, on this podcast. completely believed they could lose this thing. Figured they probably would because the refs would make sure that happened. (laughs) <laughs> the 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 uh, and there was a lot of shooting ourselves in the foot in this yep. one, which yep. that that definitely yep. added to the. Yep. It added to the feeling of like, well, we're our own worst enemy. So maybe if we just knock this off, um, we got the talent. You know, we got the offense. We got defensive playmakers. We're getting some some pass rush here. Uh, so everything could happen our way, but if we don't stop shooting ourselves in the foot, then yes, we will lose in this heinous road environment. Um, Hithla Day, uh, what are your thoughts? I guess I'm, I'm just going to go right into it. What are your thoughts on this crazy game? I mean, I, I mean, I, I agree with the uh, spirit of, of what you said, if not uh, the words. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, yeah. Like, yes, I was confident <laughs> that Oregon was going to win through this entire game, like even the parts where they were behind. Um Simply because, like, you know, the the two teams that I was watching, I was I was watching uh, Oregon, a more talented team um, and a team that wasn't uh, to the extent that Oregon was making mistakes. They were like, oh, that was a dumb and minor, uh, you know, mistake that cost them some yardage or like the opportunity for a bigger play. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was watching Texas Tech making. Number one, the mistakes that they were making were like catastrophic mistakes, right? You know, like, you know, <laughs> yes. turnovers, big sacks, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, hor- horrible mistakes. Mm-hmm. And B, that like to the extent that they were getting explosive plays, like the explosive plays that they were getting were assisted by factors that are sort of like not replicable. Um like they, they they had a ton of tendency breakers, you know, like they, they to, mm-hmm. to the extent that, like, boy, this is nuts to say, but like they they had a, a particular playbook in 2022. You know, I studied all of it. Right. 
And then, mm-hmm. you know, like, and you were on the podcast we recorded with Macon, um, you know, where, and, and, and they continued that exact playbook through the Wyoming game. And like, it was sort of a struggle to, to keep Macon like, you know, a, a, a under control, like, like, like wrestle the microphone back away from him. Cause he, all he wanted to talk about was how, like, how did you not make any changes over the off season and lose to uh-huh. Wyoming? Right. Right. Remember that Adam, like occasionally mm-hmm. feeling a little exasperated with the guy like can i ask you some questions Macon? um <laughs> like and, and then it turns out oh actually they had you know made a bunch of changes they had figured out like new plays they had you know figured out which tendencies weren't working for them and they just saved all of those for oregon which like i know that's kind of a cliche in in sports like all fans like to say oh my team was just keeping it vanilla in the opening game like mm-hmm. and like i i am always like skeptical of that like usually when your team doesn't perform well it's because your team's not doing well you know and mm-hmm. i in like never in a million years would have considered a team would be so committed to the ruse you know like so committed to keeping the veil in place of their new mm-hmm. week two playbook that they're gonna say for their big you know opener your home opener against their big at a conference opponent yeah that they would be willing to keep the new playbook under wraps you know and run the 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 crunchy old playbook from last year to the point where they would lose to wyoming in you overtime know, in over so there you know there's like more opportunity yeah it is bonkers it, yeah they they went to you know not just overtime double overtime they went to six periods on that stuff you know yeah. and so it's like you know in one sense i sort of feel like there's egg on my face for because like i went on multiple podcasts and was like it was crazy that how much you know uh, the 2023 wyoming game was like a carbon copy of the 2022 you know, uh, uh, a playbook and like how easy of a preview article it was for me to write about Texas tech. And I feel like there's a bit of egg in my face. Cause like, Oh, I should have seen it coming that like, Oh, they, they had changes in store for Oregon. Like how, you know, done me on the other hand, like, you know, Joey McGuire and Zach Kitley now are started the season. zero and two, you know, mm. you know, yeah. Who's really got egg it? on their face here. Yeah. You know? No joke. Um, yeah. I mean, Hey, good for Wyoming. That's, that was pretty fun for them, I guess. And, uh, speaking of egg on their face, here's my prediction, Oregon 42, Texas tech 17. So, you know, wow. My face is I mean, mainly egg the, at this point. The other thing is sort of, and, and like Aaron brought this up and like, I don't really want to spend a lot of time with this and I don't want to like, go through and like adjudicate all these different plays i will just Mm -hmm. say oregon penalties you know 14 penalties for 124 yards texas tech six penalties for 65 yards um you know that that's fairly lopsided um like uh again i'm not interested in adjudicating each individual penalty i'm certainly not interested in suggesting a conspiracy um but it's like look i I watched the film i I watched all those you know every time a flag was thrown every time a flag you know might have been thrown but wasn't you know Mm -hmm. there's it's i mean there are some exceptions to this but you know just about every time it is a judgment call you know the refs you know might or might not throw that flag every time the refs could throw the flag against oregon they did that was not true of texas tech right they kept the they kept the flags in the pockets on several times Mm -hmm. they might have thrown a a flag on texas tech um uh, again i'm not suggesting a conspiracy you know (laughs) can i ask you about one play and just 
where you might see if you could make a logical rationale for it and then I'll and then I'll never ask you another question about this again. Six seconds left. Tech Are you saying of the first half or the second? This is the end of the game. Okay. The six second play where Tex has the ball, throws a pass, it's very obviously caught. The clock hits three seconds. He spikes the ball, stops the clock. The ref then says we need to go back and review that catch to make sure it was legal. And then they throw the six seconds back on the clock. Wouldn't you say that is a deliberate shot of favoritism at our opposing team? I didn't didn't go back and review that one because it happened during garbage time. I don't care about garbage time, but I remember I was watching it live that no, that's that was that was mechanically done correctly, I think. So okay. Um, now then, now I have to know because I always forget this is my favorite part. When did garbage time start in this game? I only excluded two drives as garbage time, which were the final two drives of both okay. halves, um, which were mm. Texas Tech's, b- both times Texas Tech possessions. Um, uh, otherwise, you know, it all counted um, for me. Uh, the, uh, um, But yeah, I just wanted, you know, like Oregon has some stuff to clean up, you know, certainly mm. like they have five procedural penalties on offense. They had three. Yeah. Um, you know, DPI penalties on defense. That's mm-hmm, a lot of yeah. yards, mm-hmm. you know. Three false starts from Josh Connerly Yeah, alone, exactly. Right, you know, yeah. like some of that stuff, like Texas Tech started stemming on defense, which they hadn't done at all in 2022 mm-hmm. or against Wyoming. And like, you know, that's the sort of stuff where when they would signal to stem which is when the defensive line all shifts over. Uh, right. A, um, you know, they sort of, they make a noise to do, like to signal every, everybody jump over right now, you know, and they shout that. And like, mm-hmm. hey, when you're playing on the road and there's a bunch of fans yelling, you're trying to hear the quarterback like clap for the ball or whatever. Like when you hear the defense, you know, yelling that sort of stuff, you can sort of like, oh, is it, it's time for me to go now? Like, you know, I, I think that's what, you know, and it's like, hey man, you need to like, you know, get more disciplined about that stuff. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not suggesting that they were trying, like, there is a foul for that. If the, if the refs think it's a deliberate attempt to cause the offense mm-hmm. to jump, it's called um, disconcerting signals and it gets a delay of game penalty on the defense. The refs never flagged, you know, Texas tech for that. So apparently they didn't think that that was the case. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen that either. I, I, I've <laughs> in seen general, it. I, I've seen it a few times or, or, or nice. it's happened in Oregon State several times. So I know you've seen it, Adam. Um, but like, yeah, anyway, the, uh, um, uh, but again, not suggesting a conspiracy, just suggesting that like, hey, if you notice sort of a lopsided thing, it's because tech, Oregon had like twice as many penalty yards go against them as Texas Tech did. Like, um, well, we are suggesting it because it's the Quack 12 podcast. But uh, one thing I love that you <laughs> do uh, in your articles and, and on Twitter at Day one um, is, you know, you're very much a person that doesn't want to harp too much on these refs, on these bad calls. Mm. But if you're reading duct tape, if you ever see those those little italics, here's a little secret here. Fifth Day may be suggesting a little cheeky. It'll be like, and here's a um, interesting blocking technique or something. And then you, you see someone just completely two hands on a guy, like holding him. As I, I, that always makes me laugh quite a bit. I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> Hitler Day. So, 
I'm just, and I, just that, I just wanted to go back and say like yeah. the I, I agree with your take that like I was never really worried about this game because I was seeing one team that was better than the other team huh. and the only mm-hmm. and the other and the only reason it was close were things that were like I, I'm not saying there were non-football factors. That's not the right term here because they were happening within the context of a football game. But it was like it was stuff that's like one-off and fixable, and sort of like oh that thing, oh oh mm-hmm. that foul, oh that oh yeah. they chose to keep their, you know they they chose to keep the the flag in the pocket on that play, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, or they chose to throw the flag on that play, you know, or like oh they broke out a, a new play in this game that they hadn't shown before and the Ducks weren't ready for it. Like, oh, but mm-hmm. then later in the game, you know, they were. That's something that I did throughout my article where I was like, here, you know, here was the play that they were expecting and they shut it down. Uh, here was the, pl- you know, the play where they start showing the play that they were expecting, but then they do something different out of it and they got a big play, you know, because it was a tendency breaker. Right. Mm-hmm. Or alternately, uh uh, you know, here they line up in this formation that they'd never shown before, and so the Ducks line up in a certain way to defend it, and then they do a quarterback run out of it, and they get a, you know, they get a, th- a first down out of that. But then later in the game, the Ducks have figured out what that formation is. I showed, look, they're lined up in exactly the same formation, and they try to run the same play, but Oregon defends it differently. The linebacker sort of backs out a little bit more, and the de- the defensive line spills them, and then the linebacker comes down and kills it. And it's like there's a couple different examples in which I'm pointing out like you know one of the things that fans love to say even though like it's not right uh or frequently is incorrect they'll say it anyway like immediately after watching a game which is either a loss or like closer than they felt like it should have been um is that like oh man i didn't see any halftime adjustments Arr, i hate our coaching yeah. staff and uh, <laughs> and then i like i i watch the the film and i'm like oh look i have an opportunity to point out all the different ways in which there's very explicitly halftime adjustments in which it's like mm-hmm. these are the ways in which they got caught by surprise by some changes or like, you know, tendency breakers or, or a new formation or whatever. And then these are the ways that they, you know, they change or they came to the game prepared or whatever. It's like, look, you know, same, same, different, different, you know, like, uh, uh, like, yeah, read my article. I have a bunch of different video illustrations of all these things that like are hard to pick up on live. I understand that. But like, mm-hmm. it's why you write a film review article and you put video clips through it and then you explain the video clips and you point out like, look, connections like yeah that's, that's mm-hmm. why I do conspiracy <laughs> conspiracy that's that's our department <laughs> um and, and i think that especially with like the defense i think it's very telling that it was uh so many things that worked on us like suddenly tyler shuck you know being this amazing running quarterback um which, which credit to him for a lot of the big plays he made mm-hmm. you know or uh, like um, you know, like certain pass plays where a guy seemingly was like streaking wide open or the few times they were really able to get it running on, the, like going on the ground. Rarely were these like consistent things throughout the game. It wasn't yeah. us getting like bullied, pushed over. Yeah, there wasn't any big not. glaring like, weaknesses. L- yeah. Like they had the box. The box score is super misleading, by the way. Like mm-hmm. anybody looks at the official ESPN or, or Fox or whatever box score, like a bunch of plays are like, because there's a bunch of quarterback runs, but there's also a bunch of quarterback scrambles. And then also a bunch of the run plays start out with like a lateral toss and the scorekeeper mm-hmm. like classified those as passing plays. Cause they're like, Oh, Nick's passed it to the running back. And then he went and <laughs> run. It's like, that's a run play dumb. Anyway, like, mm-hmm. um, 
And then people on Twitter were like, well, if the, if it went forward, it was a pass. And I'm like, dude, you are missing the point. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, the box score is really misleading. And, and I, mm-hmm. you know, in my article, I presented like the here's what the correct stats are. Uh, anyway, the um, uh, 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 Texas Tech outside of garbage time. Actually, mm-hmm. even including garbage time because their garbage time drives were all passes. Anyway, um, the uh, had 180 yards uh, of designed runs. 121 of those 180 yards came on four plays. It was like mm. it's four big runs, and then otherwise Oregon just had them bottled up. And then on top mm-hmm. of that, like their the like Oregon figured out their run game, like their new run game. Because if you remember yeah. when we interviewed Macon, we were like, I couldn't get him to shut up about how their run game sucked, um, especially without <laughs> Sir Roderick Thompson, who's their great running back from last year. Um, yeah. It was a bit of a therapy session. <laughs> or, or it, did sort, it actually did sort of feel that way. Um, uh, and, and like. And then, lo and behold, against Oregon, not against Wyoming, but against Oregon, you know, they break out a bunch of new runs. It wasn't just the quarterback's draw stuff. It was or quarterback power. It was a couple of other, you know, new stuff for the rank. You know, so anyway, like Oregon, you know, solves it in, uh, you know, by the third quarter to fourth quarter. And uh, and Texas Step sort of wises up and what they do, their last nine design runs of the game, they only get 36 yards total mm. on them you know f- four yards a run you know average and, and that's in and and that's including one run for 17 yards that really buoys it you know the other eight of them are, are for you know whatever that is like 15 uh and like you know they they you know so like two yards or so like they really bottle up their run game you know and it's just the texas tech just stops running they just go to a, like an almost all passing offense in the second half um because oregon solved their run rushing offense so it's like Oregon actually did a pretty good job of solving, you know, it's not till the second half, but they did a pretty good job of solving their rushing offense. And then Texas Tech, because they stopped running the ball, sort of took away their ability to improve their stats. You know, it's like if Texas Tech played fair, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like if they played fair and kept running the ball ineffectively, then Oregon's rush defense numbers would start looking (laughs) way better on a per play basis. But those devils, they didn't do that. You know, they just stopped running it and stopped giving them the chance to win their money back you know <laughs> yeah they can't even i mean fortunately they let us cover which was really nice well yeah but they um, did that by continuing to throw the ball which meant a bunch of interceptions so yeah. <laughs> yes i know which, i know you hate gambling but i did have a parlay on the utah game and the oregon game mm. and they both really decided to help me out at the end <laughs> Maybe maybe to the detriment of their team's chances of winning, but uh, yeah, that cracked me up. Um, and then one last thing I wanted to cover, uh, you can, or, or if you want to talk more. Oh, sure, there but... is one more thing I guess yeah, I yeah, should sure. say, which is that like mm-hmm. the offensive line. Well, on the offense. Uh, so mm-hmm. I guess two things. Uh, number one, the okay. weirdly, the passing game was not sharp. Like Knicks was making weird mistakes, and also the receivers mm. were dropping balls, which is like what? Yeah, like, that's yeah. 
Like, Oregon just paid to put a bunch of bull billboards to this dude, and he's making mistakes. Like, <laughs> hey, man, like, that's not cool. And then also, Billboard like, should have been at Camden Lewis. It was I like, that's what it yeah, is, right, man. Like, and then, like, seven drops. You're just like, what? You that's know? the yeah. part that but bugs me was the drops. It, cause I was like, it totally what? does bug me. On the other hand, it's the kind of thing that gets, you know, you can fix that tomorrow, you know? Yeah. So, like, and you're in Lubbock. Yeah. Also, a crazy environment. Like, the first but, but, one was, I think, Sun in the Eyes because. Could, yeah, we seemed. I mean, it seemed like a lot of our plays were set up to throw to that side of the field, and it's right where the sun I don't know, is. Man, but then the sun conspiracy. Sets, but then the sun sets, and, the, and they they kept up with the drops. So right, I don't know. and like I don't know what the reason is, and I'm fully expecting that you know it was just a one off thing, which is again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not. Uh, you know, I'm not worried about it. Cause I just expect it to be a one-off thing. But if anybody's like wondering, like, why are these numbers look the way that they do? Like, yeah, because there's a bunch of drops. Like, uh. um, mm. And the, but here's the, the the really interesting thing. You know, when I said one more thing that I really needs to be said, which is the offensive line. Interesting. Number one, or one A, is that <laughs> pass protect really good really good yeah they didn't have a single problem in pass protection like other than one really cool tim deruder blitz actually it wasn't even a blitz anyway great pass protection great pass protection but then run blocking which like it's the same dudes um run blocking had some mistakes and like across the board Mm. some mistakes it wasn't just like one anybody wants to pick out like one dude like aha it's this one guy who's screwing up nah it was all all five of the dudes actually six they were rotating a right guard between jones and the younger lalulu um anyway uh the um the the uh uh yeah no i was sort of across the bar and even like yeah just run mistakes and it's sort of i i think fans might need to get used to okay so you know how like 2016 to 2019 was one group of offensive linemen you know like calvin throckmorton and you know that yeah. group of dudes and like they peaked in that rose bowl year and then they all graduated and and then you had like the 2020 through 2022 you know group um that like you know uh you know, by 20, 2022, that was an elite line as well. You know, you, yeah. you, and th- those guys all, you know, just went off to the NFL, right? You know, well, we're, we're back again in the situation where we were at in like 2020, where like they managed this transition okay. You know, they, they have, you know, the, the new guys all have some experience and they're well recruited and they have, they're well coached and they're talented. And I'd still take this line for their current performance. And for what their potential is, like, you can see how they're going to be performing by midseason. Like, you can just see it in the cards. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like this line, and I would take them over just about any other line in the Pac-12, both now and in the, you know, short and medium-term future. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely long-term future. But you're still, you're not looking at a 2022 situation or a 2019, you know, level, you know, run blocking right now. You're looking more like a 2020 level run blocking right Right now with like 11 percent error rates which again still better than most pac 12 lines but it's yeah. not like what oregon fans are used to where it's like 75 percent rushing efficiency <laughs> the running backs always have enormous you know uh, uh holes that you can drive a truck you know through you know like nah man they're 
they're making mistakes you know like there's there's technical errors here you know like which, which makes that you need the chemistry like more or just experience or just yeah. you know mm-hmm. just to mm. get better like but you can you can mm. see the foundations and the fundamentals you know like th- these are okay. it's not like these are bad offensive linemen who are doomed to be terrible forever no mm. in fact i even think by like mid-season you know we're, we're looking at a pretty good line it's a nice ramp up if you look at oregon's schedule coming up like they're they're not mm-hmm. going to be playing defensive tackles for nearly that good for a while um yeah uh, but like, yeah, right now, yeah, you know, this ain't a Joe Moore award-winning line at this point in time. And like, if you were wondering, like, where's the rushing performance? Like, yeah, that that's the reason why. Yeah, and at least it's not like, oh, they're undersized. This is the best guy we have. Yeah, like a lot right, of, right, right. The body types seem like what yeah. you need in each individual. No, it's just yeah. it, it's technical mistakes. It's technical mistakes which can and unlike say the drops, which are like, oh, that'll be fixed tomorrow. Okay, mm. this is probably not stuff that's fixed tomorrow. These aren't like brain farts. These are, yeah, you know, mm. yeah. This is gonna take some, you know, some time and development. But it's also, you know. The, the flip side of that, though, is that it's also not like, oh, my God, this is never. Oh, my God, we got like 219 pound weaklings who are always going to. This isn't like Cal where it's like, oh, my God, you're doomed. You know, these are guys yeah. who are like, you're just going to need to wait like maybe a month, you know, for them to really round into shape. You know, that, that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Sounds good. And then one uh, uh, section that I really wanted to ask your opinion on because you know it's so hard to actually be watching the secondary actually mm-hmm. during a game there's been a lot of questions regarding it there were certainly some huge plays like i think Kyrie jackson is a good person to circle yeah. of like look at all this great stuff he did look at this terrible thing he did i mean that's uh, always the story with cornerbacks though you know true. like it, you like it's true that like Kyrie Jackson has some like bad plays but like look man in the history of cornerbacks you, like there's never been a cornerback in the history of cornerbacks that you can't say this dude had a bunch of really great plays and then you know one or two where you're just like what the hell you know yeah. cuz like that's a it's a boom bust position uh, overall i think the coverage was very good in fact I, I i feel like i put a number of clips in my article that it's like i tried to direct because like the action's all happening at the line and mm-hmm. so it's like yeah 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 look at that but also like hey guys hey look at the back end look at the back end he the, the reason why this sack is happening or like part of the reason is that like look he didn't have anywhere to throw it to you know mm-hmm. yeah I, coverage, I also coverage not- is good Good. And and then not part of the secondary, but I still kind of almost think of him this way. But uh, it was nice to see Jamal Hill in his, like, new position. Yeah. And you can see yeah, he got some why he's ups. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was nice to see. And, and like, and then I, I dinged him a couple of times in the Portland State game for, like, hey, that's not your RPO. You know, don't get, don't get out of position for the pass. Mm-hmm. For You're supposed to be playing the pass and not giving him a pass look by coming down on the run. And then... And then in this game, uh, p- played that correct. N- no such, uh, you know, no, no such things. He 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 always stayed out on the pass, and he he got a couple, you know, good passing plays. Uh, yeah, you know, pretty good. Uh, you know, the 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 worst that you can say about Oregon's, you know, linebackers in this game was that like they got fooled on a couple of these, uh, you know, quarterback run uh, mm-hmm. uh, plays where they were sort of like it took them a while to figure out what the hell was going on with these quarterback run plays because there was you know because it was brand new. But then as I sort of demonstrated in the article, like. Then they sort of got together and they figured out what was going on. They shut him down and Texas Tech quit running him, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's it's hard to expect a Tyler Shuck rushing attack if you haven't necessarily <laughs> seen it all that much. Um, once again, listeners, yeah, addicted to quack, <clears throat> duct tape, film review of week two, 2023 at Texas Tech. Uh, you can find that on Twitter. You can find that uh, at Hithliday's personal Twitter account as well, at Hithliday1. Please give it a read. It's it, it's wonderful. And now, really quick, yes, I just wanted mm-hmm. to say, Hithliday at the top of the show, I said to Adam, you were going to have to talk me off the ledge because I was <laughs> ready to go full destruction mode. And I am happy to, to respond podcast, to report <laughs> that you have, in fact, cooled my jets. <laughs> That's good. I mean, it's a win. Yeah, you are such I know an it's Oregon a win, but you hate fan. to see we win. win. You hate to you hate to see a win look like that. I mean, and when you tough, when it's I'll in agree, the moment, but... you know, I don't know how to look at the details like Hithliday does. So when it's in the moment, I'm screaming, I'm mad, I'm hey, doom scrolling TikTok, pissed at everything. You are Hith's target audience, actually. Yes. That's, that's, I mean, yeah. man, I'm the same. Like, I'm my target audience. I freak <laughs> out when I'm watching games. Like, I don't like... <laughs> it's it's uh, like watching football games live and watching them, like, later in film reviews, just, like, a, a completely different experience. Uh-huh. Like, especially, like, when you know, like... I mean, just the simple fact of knowing what the outcome is. Like, and then, mm-hmm. like, being able to go back and watch it, like, calm, you know? And, and like, yeah. oh, yeah, that happened, but it only happened once, you know? Or, right. You know, just, like, the simple... Simply knowing that, you know, chills you out a huge amount. Right. Um, uh, yeah. but it also helped that we already saw this game in 2022 against Wazoo. Yeah. <laughs> that really made it a lot easier, <laughs> including the ending. Um, y'all, are you ready to see the great Pick'em Challenge? Yeah! I hope you are. Um, oh, you're not right, talking everybody. to me. <laughs> no, I'm talking to everyone. Yeah, sure. For our most wonderful segment. The Pigs. The Pigs. The Great Pick'em Challenge. Last week we made our Quack 12 picks, and uh, here we go again. Well, Aaron, mm. uh, last time I believe we all chose Washington. None of us had any any uh, faith in the Tulsa Hurricanes, yep. um, and uh, we were correct because Washington did absolutely destroy them. This week is uh we're we're ordering this by most interesting game. I'm about now. to say this one looks interesting. Aaron, we're not going to get too into this, sure. But there is a little backstory with uh, wait, Michigan wait, aren't State. Aren't you going to say how people did last week? Oh yeah, all all three of us were correct. We we nailed it. Oh, you mean like our our yeah. overall? I, I'm saving that for the oh, end. All right, all right, for Aaron, it's a surprise. So okay. I like to <laughs> hold on to it. <laughs> it's um, like two. I got two. Uh, you'd be surprised, okay. Aaron. You'd be surprised. Um, so, yeah, we all went with Washington. Number eight, Washington at Michigan State. Last season, when Washington beat Michigan State, it was a sign of like, okay, maybe Kalen DeBoer's got this thing rolling real quick. Michigan State wasn't a great team last season, and, and who knows what they are right now. But all the I don't want to get too into this, Aaron, but there is a terrible, terrible, terrible scandal that is going on with Michigan State's uh, head coach, who is probably most likely now their former head coach. He certainly won't be. He's suspended for this game. I know that for sure. He's probably going to be fired. Uh, the, the short of the story, which is truly insane, is oh, no. there's this 
lovely person who goes around the country, this lady who basically is talking to different teams about, like, hey, be a human being. Don't rape people. Yeah. That is a, a, an advocate for that, you know. And, and she's a survivor herself. And uh, Michigan State paid to, like many other teams, paid to have her talk to them. Uh-huh. And then this motherfucker coach sexually harasses her, is calling her over the phone, uh, giving uh, sexual contact she does, or, you know, sexual harassment that she totally doesn't want, and is actually... Uh, I'll just straight up say it, whacking off on the phone okay, as she's well, we're talking done. to yeah, her. Fuck these guys, yeah. Washington all day. <laughs> yeah, that's, I just wanted to say that too. I'm going Washington I, as well. I feel so bad for the players oh, yeah. on that team because that team, yeah. God knows what else kind of shit. Oh, well, this ain't, we don't even got to get into this, but this ain't the first terrible, terrible sexual scandal Shocker. that's happened with the Michigan State Shock. program. Okay. Uh, well, the then players, maybe... you know, well, the players aren't a part of either of those two big ones, so you do feel for them, but also, fuck this program at this moment. Yeah. I'm going Washington, yeah. and uh, th- they'll likely win, but this is a, a huge step up. In what a challenge for Washington! For I know, isn't that I, I couldn't believe it. But uh, Hithliday on got? the field. How do you think this game's going to go? Who do you got? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, they don't uh, have a head intro, coach. Huh? It's obvious that Washington should win this. They're going to be. They don't yeah, have. Except there's this. So. There's this phenomenon called the fired co- coach bounce. Um, <laughs> oh. where, like inexplicably. The 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 players they rally like, play yeah yeah they, they yeah so like and on top of that like ESPN's FPI really likes Michigan State like I don't hmm. I have no idea why uh, anyway all of which is sort of like gives me this weird pause but like no nah, I'm gonna ignore all of that uh, like no 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 Washington's gonna kill them like. Can, I mean, like Washington. Like Washington scheduled this series when it was supposed to be difficult, and they're going to wind up playing Michigan State as like t- you know uh, this home and home as like two joke opponents. Like yeah, like Oregon plays Michigan State in the you know while Michigan State is like a playoff team, right? Uh-huh. Like you know D'Antonio <laughs> era, and then Washington gets to play them during this Mel yeah. Tucker flipping nonsense. Like, and oh then their God. their transfer quarterback is missing a finger basically yeah. while they're playing it too what yeah, freaking nuts of yeah. course oh that was vernon adams jr you don't gotta worry all about right. that my man so what we've definitely covered it but don't worry about it um okay <laughs> we're all washington homers i guess uh yeah. here we go why does it always look like this oh because you designed arizona it that way state. <laughs> arizona state versus fresno state saturday 7 30 p.m fs1 I guess I found this the more interesting one after that. Not well, sure I'm why. Intrigued ASU. By it. I'm intrigued by ASU. it. ASU. Yeah. I mean, Fresno State looks. They had a really impressive win week one uh, on the road. Arizona State. I had no faith in them after that Southern Utah uh, game. I mean, there was a whole lot of weird weather shit, and it was week one and a new QB and whatever. But um, I had no faith in them against Oklahoma State. To be fair, that that game was competitive, but they end up losing by, like, two scores. Um, Fresno State looks much more competitive. By the way. I think I got that one. I was randomly doing a uh, – well, not randomly. I was on an interview – 
with a Texas Tech guy last week mm-hmm. we were playing some Jackbox games. And uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but he invited a second duck podcaster to come on too. Yeah, uh, the I forget because that's what you do to be the... polite. You want to give yeah, well, all I, the I views. Guess. If if I was interviewing, let's say a Texas Tech, like oh, we're about to play Texas Tech, I'm not going to invite two different Texas Tech podcasts. <laughs> that seems weird. It's what? like two prom dates. Come on, oh come but, on. Um, but dude, good for you. Name, but... You got two dates. For, Balls on for Locked on Ducks, uh, the the host, a very cool guy, I want to get him on the show specifically because he also revealed he was the voice for Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds. Mm. He was like calling, you know, talking about that game. I was like, dude, I will pick your brain just for that experience. It's so funny to me. Uh, so we're gonna try to. We're he'll he's already agreed. Uh, we'll get him on the podcast awesome. sometime soon. Uh, mainly, main, mainly to talk about an ASU SUU week zero game or whatever week one game. But um, yeah, a little tangent there. Aaron, who do you have here? The Bulldogs or the Sun Devils? You know, I just really like that bulldog, and so I think I'm gonna <laughs> have to go with the Bulldogs. That's. Uh, Do they okay. have an Eng- like a real English bulldog walking around the field and shit? No, I guess oh. they don't. Well, then yeah, they I, might I not win this game because that's the kind of energy you need. Huh. Um, well, I mean, uh, Georgia has a bulldog and they they have lost. the The dog got scared. Not, I remember against the Longhorn. Not recently, not a couple years, but uh, if you scare the bulldog, apparently it helps you beat the team. Texas learned that a while fuck ago. Fuck that. Uh, okay, you know, ah, uh, shit. It seems like I should be picking Arizona State, but I feel like the Bulldogs <laughs> got it in them. Look at that mascot. He's amazing. I'm absolutely choosing Fresno State because I still have no faith in this <laughs> ASU. And it's not, not necessarily because Kenny Dillingham. It's more about your you own know, personal feelings. The, the guy before him. Uh, it, I just don't think they have it in them right now. And okay. they're banned from bowl. Like getting to a bowl game, which really blows. They found out right before the season. They're banned. Jeff Tedford's a good coach. Yeah, they got banned. Yep. They actually banned a... themselves. Oh, they banned themselves. Yeah. Good for um, them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Fresno State, I, I Jeff Tedford's a good coach, and and they got some momentum. So I, I think, and that you know, they're a future Pac-12 school, most likely. <laughs> so uh, I'll go with the Bulldogs as well. What do you think, Kip? Um, I also have the Bulldogs. You know, in the preseason, I, I was sort of warning everybody, like, I, I think that Fresno is going to have a very good year this year. Um, and they are 2-0. and You know, they, they beat Purdue yeah. at Purdue. Um, mm-hmm. And then barely beat Eastern Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I will say, I, I actually, they're not having quite as good of a season as I thought they would be. Their defense isn't as good as I thought it would be. Hmm. Um and uh and, and like and, and even though you know the the analytics uh have Fresno winning Vegas has Fresno winning even as a uh as a road team um in the desert against Arizona State uh like and so therefore I'm going to pick Fresno cuz like I'm not going against math um <laughs> I, I will say like I kind of like Arizona State to even though this is going to be a, like a 3 and 0 pick for Fresno like don't be surprised at all if this is actually like a, a closer game than the Oklahoma State game was and the Arizona State starts to look better um in this game like uh 
like like this might sound like like this pick might sound like like it's time to start writing Arizona State's epitaph like I this might sort feel like a turn the corner game for Arizona State it's sort of my side bet here um even though hmm. I'm picking Fresno State to win hmm intriguing uh, that's why it's number two. Uh, next game. So, yes, Ooh, good, good choice for interesting game. It yeah, is, I thought it that is. was. Right? Good job, right. Chimeo. A number 18, Colorado versus the Colorado State Rams. I mean, I guess it's interesting because Colorado season just continues to gain more and more hype. I am the only chugga, one chugga, 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 that chose chugga, chugga, Nebraska. I thought yeah. maybe Nebraska's defense could really punch Colorado in the mouth. And for a while, they did. It, it, I mean, it once again showed Colorado has some problems like in their own line. Yeah. It's going to be hard to establish some run for them. Um, but it, Junior moves around, revealed. though. Oh, yeah. Uh, he holds on the ball maybe a little bit too long. Yeah. Um, things are like there's a little bit of hero ball in there. Yeah. But Colorado's defense. Uh, did great against a really bad offense at home, but they won in dominating fashion. Yeah. Nebraska definitely it, sucks. It turned into a dominating game. Like, yeah. It, it, it felt was like, like the Utah-Florida game a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It was like two just, teams that were kind of yeah. like making a lot of mistakes at each other, and then like mm-hmm. Nebraska's t- mistakes turned out to be much more costly than Colorado's mistakes because like Nebraska's yeah. quarterback is like actively trying to sabotage them. Um, he was huh. rough, man. Yeah. I felt bad for him, honestly. But like uh, in terms of yeah. like the pantheon of blood, outs that I've ever seen in football yeah. games like I th- sorry this is not what that was not what I would classify as like ah the yeah. better team just confidently <laughs> bestrode the field and ran their inferior opponents off of it like nah man yeah it was Nebraska's offense just tried 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 and then it just eventually their defense like broke I, like if if Jeff Sims was a Colorado plant who was actively trying <laughs> to destroy Nebraska like <laughs> that that would actually be a much a pretty credible Now you're speaking our language with <laughs> yeah. this conspiracy. Oh yeah, now let's get into it. Okay, so that's canon now. Um Hitler Day, if you were if you had a vote in the AP top twenty five, would Colorado be in your twenty five, and where do you think they'd be? I mean, I, I am a voter on uh, the CFB poll, but I haven't. I, I'm a resume based voter, and I wait until week three's data is in, in order to even start putting data into my spreadsheet. So I'm sorry. Fair enough. I, I don't know. I I, I don't. I I'm so, I, I can't answer that question. I, we'll ask again next week. I would need next to know one hundred and thirty one <laughs> data points on different teams. I, I don't wow. Know I, I I feel like I would have them just in like number twenty five, number twenty four, twenty three, something like that. Uh, but maybe that's just me shit talking. Aaron, yo, I mean they're they're s- two and zero over two power five teams. I mean probably yeah. my system would would wind up ranking them. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Hithel Day, I mean Aaron, yo, you have been so hyped. You've been loving this prime hype. Yeah. Right in the wave of hype. Yeah. Uh, you love Colorado. You always have. Ever since you thought they were called the Buffs, as in Buff Man. Yeah. You always have loved them. <laughs> they're the I best. imagine you're, for years you thought that. Um, they're going against another horned beast, Colorado State, who has not been very yeah. good. 
we know Wazoo really beat the crap out of him week one, despite having a lot of flaws in that game. Uh, who are you going with? I imagine Colorado State, right? Should I just pencil you? No, in? this is obviously going to be the buff men all day because to anybody who ever has seen Major Pain, they are the little engine that could a chug a chug a chug a chug a chug a chug. Choo choo! They're gonna. <laughs> I, like, I like how you don't you don't like reference the little engine that could. You reference Major Payne, who references the little the engine little that could, engine that because could. Okay. his telling of the little engine that that could is by far the best rendition of it. Period. <sighs> All right. All right. We're reviewing Major Payne yeah. on the Patreon. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Um, I'm also going with Colorado because it's fun. I want them to be undefeated. I. You know, week four, like Oregon, not to look too ahead, but Oregon undefeated, Colorado undefeated would be pretty freaking sweet and has the potential for that game day, especially with all the hype. I believe Ohio State plays Notre Dame. That uh, That's probably going to win it. But, I mean, the amount of camera time. Not if 2-0 Western Kentucky defeats Ryan Day this weekend. That's what Ooh. you got to be rooting for. You gotta be. I mean, I root for every single opponent of Ohio State, so yeah, I'll continue to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going with Colorado, obviously. Uh, Hith, you going with Colorado State? Uh, no, I'm going with the Colorado Buffaloes. Surprising, Ardio Dactyl Bowl. Mm. Yeah, these these two teams, uh, they do have a history. They do hate each other, so maybe that'll add some. But Colorado State ain't no good. So They're both there it is. Toed ungulates. <laughs> Yes, I know those words. Number 16, Oregon State takes on San Diego State. Oregon State has has done absolutely everything you've wanted them to do. Okay. Like they're not they're not like a perfect team, but god damn Jonathan Smith is a great coach and <laughs> It'll be sad when he goes somewhere else next year. Is all I gotta say. Most likely, uh, maybe he's he's I mean, truly. He? Uh, I maybe not, but I if I had to bet money on it, I would say someone is gonna swoop him up. You would hope, but he does. He doesn't get as much hype as as he deserves too. So maybe there's not gonna be an uh, a deal big enough to get him somewhere else. But maybe maybe his heart truly is in it. You know, hmm. being a beaver, but uh, it, it's crazy. I mean, I, I am a little bit jealous of, of this I mean, great coach that they have with the loyalty. I'd rather have the recruits and the money and be in a, one of the big you know, two conferences. You know but, what uh, school, yeah. if I were, the only school uh, it, I would be, okay, if I were the AD of any particular school, I wouldn't hire Jonathan Smith. I don't think he knows how to recruit. Mm. I, I don't like the way that he True. manages roster this offseason. I don't think he knows how mm. to run a, a modern offense that that would actually win a playoff game. Oh. Type of school that I would be at where I would want to hire him, where I would actively go out and get him, service academy. I think he'd yeah. be bang up at a service academy. I think he'd mm. stay loyal. Uh, is that like, like Navy years. Army? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and his offense would be like perfect for a service academy. That's a good yeah. And I, I know there's a couple of service academies that may be looking for mm. some new coaches. So, um. So, who you got, Aaron? You backing them beefs? I am. I'm going to go with the – I'm going to go with Oregon State. Well, I don't know anything about this other team. Who is this other team? San Diego State. Uh, they they just got B 
beat up pretty bad by another Pac-12 school. Was it? Was they, it UCLA? They lost to UCLA. Down? Although that game was funny. Like I didn't watch a single minute. Oh of that. right, I right, was right. Too busy. I yeah. remember I this. Mean, basically, UCLA blew up in the second quarter, and then like they decided, and then just like no football was played um, in the, <laughs> in the second half. It was just like the most like yeah. It was like not a football game. Well, shit. Now I kind of yeah. feel like so maybe in, it's going to be San Diego. Uh, it you know crazier things have happened. Okay, um, everybody, yeah. give me five seconds. It's San Diego. That's who it is. All right, I'm going that San Diego. I have to. That's uh, I you know you you have been freaking close with some of your picks lately. It has been where it's like you're not really hitting on the crazy out there picks, but. You're barely missing. Like, you well, almost called the Southern Utah upset, which is amazing. There is an uh, energy yeah. no, shift. That, well. Yeah. I mean, there's an energy shift that we are all currently having to uh, ride the wave through. Hmm. Uh, it's probably going to be happening until May. So, you know. Okay. There's stuff happening and in the background. Can't help it. Just what's happening. Hmm. Sounds very scientific to me. Very scientific. Um, I'm going with the Beavers because this is the season, <gasps> the season that I've always wanted in my my whole damn life. Eleven and zero Oregon State, eleven and zero Oregon, and they meet up in that final week to decide. Uh, that w- that would be amazing. Well, in that no. scenario too, it'd be a rematch in the Pac-12 championship game too, most likely. But uh, that that's what I ultimately would love to end this this conference with. I think the best way to end it would be we have 11 and 1. The next best team is 9 and 3 somehow. <laughs> so it just falls apart. So no, we, we just want the Pac-12 to be crushed good. through just feel good about it. I w- <laughs> I want the um all eight ranked teams right now for the Pac-12. Yeah. I want them to be winning as many games as possible. Um, I I love the Pac-12 dominance right now. Yeah. Uh Hithliday, who you got? You back in the beefs? Uh, yeah, the beefs are going to win this game. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, basically, San Diego State was given so many opportunities in the second half against UCLA to make it a game oh. um, that they couldn't like take advantage of, and mm-hmm. like Oregon State's just like they're. Oregon State is not going to give them the the same opportunities. Like, <sighs> you know, so if you couldn't if you couldn't like bounce back and you know weather that storm from UCLA, you're not. First of all, Oregon State's not going to give you those opportunities, and like like they're they're not going to like give, present like a storm of points. Like UCLA gave, had this like storm of points. Oregon State's not going to do that. They're just going to like steadily like run up the score, but they're also not mm. going to give you like opportunities to get back into the game the way that UCLA did and like and so like what the hell are you going to do like yeah this is you know the the score is going to wind up being like 28 to 3 you know and then you're going to like look at the box score and it's going to be like this doesn't actually look like that impressive of a box score how did they win by 25 Mm -hmm. points but like it's going to look like that you know fair enough interesting here we go the Troy Taylor ball Oh jeez, this seems um, Troy like Taylor Bowl. So this is Stanford, uh, their coach, who uh, you know Troy Taylor, 
going against his old school, Sacramento State. Okay. So that's kind of fun. By the way, Aaron, uh, I mean, you you said you watched a little bit of it. I could not have been more wrong. And I knew I, I knew Stanford probably wasn't going to win, but I was like, I could see them surprise, you uh-huh. know, like really, maybe it's close at half. It was well, like 50 to 3. Right, it's because you love that half. team. I mean, you're blinded by the love. And no, I think it's, it's just, not true. look, the problem is that you love trees. You love the forest. You love being out in it. They got oh, you. They got you blindsided baby. by the beauty of that tree. No. It's not true. I hate USC. That's what it really was. And I, I wanted to see a competitive thing, but I didn't watch any of that game. Again, I was a little too busy doing something else. Holy shit. 50 to 3. Yeah. I mean, it was. At half. Yeah. And I mean, it was over. It was over within like, like USC, they actually did punt within their first five possessions, but they got a punt return touchdown. So it looks like it was five possessions, five touchdowns. Like, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, USC is is continuing to be a a very, very scary team, uh, especially on offense, especially with with what Caleb Williams is doing, like amazing player. Um, This game, I I definitely don't know anything about Sacramento State. I got their schedule up right now. Uh, 38-34 against Nichols State in week one. That sounds like nothing. Against Texas A&M Communications or whatever. Uh, commerce, no, Texas A Texas A and M Commerce Lions. Yes, they won thirty. Of course, they six. did. So, take that what you will. It would be a, a a new blow for Stanford to lose to them. Well, and that's where I've got to put the focus on: is Stanford this bad? Uh, because it sounds like Sacramento State has been, you know, playing like middle school teams. So they've been playing FCS teams because they're an FCS team. Yeah. So middle school teams. They are also a middle school team. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right, 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 right. Populated with college students. Look, this is a game for Stanford to lose. So therefore, I think they're going to have to win. But (laughs) I I think maybe they could lose this shit. (laughs) Uh, I don't think they will. I mean, they, you know, they, they looked, they beat Hawaii. And Hawaii is certainly a better is probably a better team than Sacramento State. Well, uh, I I think they'll win. I it would I wouldn't shock me if they, it was close, <laughs> which would be a bad sign. It's funny that this but is I, the they're game. They're gonna win. This is the game that's hanging us up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything about Sacramento State, but Stanford's gonna win. It's it's an FCS team. They're all right. They're probably a day. Sac State. Wow! Ooh, can I change I my answer? It. I want to say Sacramento State. You know you can. You can know you can always change. I. I mean, I will shame you because you didn't immediately go with the underdog against Stanford. But yes, you can change your pick if you want. I don't want to. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I think Stanford's going to win, but I think it's going to be abysmal. It's going to be like seven. So to you three. are going with Stanford. Uh, Hippleday, why'd you pick Sac State? Uh, Stanford lost their quarterback against USC. Really? See, I didn't even know. Okay, well, so then Sacramento State. I also go with Sacramento State. I changed my answer officially. Well, I'm back in my favorite team, Stanford, (laughs) against the FCS team. Fuck, Um, I am so sorry, Stanford. It's just not boding well for you this season. That sucks. Oh, I mean, mean, we knew that going into it. It It's going to be a tough one. But they've lost a quarterback? Yikes. 
Yeah, that does blow. Oh, man. I, I At least for Stanford, they don't have to play USC anymore because yeah. that may be a, a rough game for the years coming up if they had to. Number 12, Utah versus Weber State. Weber? It's another FCS. Weber? I think it's Weber. Okay. I think it's Weber. It is I always Weber. double guess. Weird. Yes. Webered. Um, Weird. Weber is the Weber University. State. Weber is the grill. Right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, actually, so so going into this la- the Utah Baylor game, mm-hmm. I will. Say, it was pretty interesting. Both of you, well, Aaron, you went with Baylor, yeah. so which it wasn't close. It was a very close game. Uh. It was so you were you know close to being right. Hithliday was also, I, I believe, you went with Utah, mm-hmm. but Hithliday also made some really good calls of like, first of all, this game's gonna be ugly as hell. <laughs> I think you said like ten to seventeen or something like that, mm-hmm. and it lived up to the billing of being an ugly ass game. Funny Utah, their offense was nothing. I'm sure if you're a Utah fan, you're like. Hey, Bryson Barnes, thanks a lot, but I do not want to see you again. Not that Nate Johnson was – I mean, Nate Johnson led the the final game-winning drive, so that is awesome. And he obviously gives you another threat with his legs. He, he is a very good runner. But you can also see him there that he's he's going to make some mistakes. He's not a sure quarterback. Um, but, but I think – I mean, just from my perspective, I would have him out there too because Bryson Barnes gave you like nothing. And Utah is missing Johnson players, right? Oh yeah, they got uh, injuries, uh, right? Yeah, Brand Keithy's still not there. Right. Cam Rising's still not right. there. I doubt right. even if they were ready to play, I don't really know why you would play them in this game, right? Because it just, especially at home, it, it, it behooves you to not have them play this game, regardless of their health. I would imagine, um, you know, like getting reps in is always good. But uh, and I haven't looked into that at all. Um, number twelve, Utah. This is at home. Yeah. This this would be a horrendous upset. Yeah. If they were to lose this one, you going with the Utes? I'm going with the Utes. I too am going with the Utes. Uh, yeah, just because it's obvious, but. Aaron, the game against Baylor was terrible. Oh, and another thing that they said is, if if Baylor wins this game, it's only because their coaches is so so uh, unaware of kind of what he has, what the talent, blah blah blah, that he's forced to go with a backup quarterback, and the backup quarterback ends up being better. They were forced to go with another quarterback, and that quarterback was terrible. So oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, when are you going to tell him that these teams even worse? Oh, man, it really, he really was. It, it was like, because, like, Baylor had an early lead, and they could have had more points, but then they, I don't think they scored at all in the second yeah. half. Did wow. They? And, and just shut down. And Utah, like. The best yeah, part like was you, that Utah basically, like, the reason why they covered was a pick six at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he tried to stay so out of the bad. end zone. It was like, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, it, it was, yeah, it, it was a hard game to watch. and But they covered. Yeah. So they must be a great team. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I will obviously take Utah. Um, the funny thing is Weber State is probably the most competently coached team that Utah is going to play so far. Um, hey. And they also probably have the best running back that they're going to have seen uh, so far, mm. uh, uh, Bankston. Um, who's averaging, I think, like seven and a half yards per carry. Wow. Um, 
and like I actually bizarrely um, have not been super impressed with Utah's rush defense or their rushing offense. Um, mm. Like, uh, like they get they they break a couple of big run plays um, from some interesting stuff. They they got some bad news that Makai Bernard's probably going to miss the season, which sucks for them. That's um, terrible. Yeah, uh, but anyway, like I'm not saying Weber State's going to win this game, but I actually think it's going to weirdly be one of the better, like. I guess I'll put it this way. Weber State is a more, like, complete, competently well-built team just at a lower level. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. then, then the, like, the crazy mixed-up grab bag of, like, there's some NFL dudes on these teams, but they're, like, they're also guys who are, like, actively trying to sabotage them, which has been <laughs> their last two opponents. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, actually, this, this is... Like, I'm not saying watch this game like this is appointment viewing or something, but, like, this will actually be the be- one of the better data games for Utah. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, not really, but, like, <laughs> it's just their schedule. Uh, their, Utah's schedule is so messed up, man. Like, and it's not like it's their fault or anything. Like, I'm sure yeah. when they scheduled Florida and Utah they, or Florida and Baylor, they were like, this schedule rocks. Like, this is going to be great. I'm just saying that, like, from a data perspective, it's just like, man, I wish I knew who Utah was. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then and then they're going to go against UCLA next. Yeah, right. Like, know, uh, I don't know. You know. Chip Kelly, like, there's screwball teams. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, Who's it's, it's my lining quarterback? up. I don't know. Should it be the five star <laughs> that I moved heaven and earth and made a bunch of promises to get, or should it be this Washington kid who? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no joke. Um, and it's lining up perfectly for Utah to be like kind of a you know underwhelming looking team until we play them and they'll have everybody back and then suddenly they're gonna be world beaters. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Then number twenty, speaking uh, of devil, number twenty-four, UCLA versus this team, which I forget their name even to tell you the truth. North Carolina UCLA. Central. Of course, it's North Carolina Central. How could I forget about North Carolina Central? Um, they're a central school. They're located in North Carolina. It looks like their logo is a hawk, maybe an eagle, kind of badass, maybe a falcon. It is pretty badass. They're, is that enough to? Their hmm? rivals are the North Carolina A and T. Uh, Aggies who are uh, playing an important role in the civil rights movement. The Greensboro Four were A and T from the Woolworth sit-in. Yeah, there's a statue of the four of them on campus. And I'm these sure guys are their rivals. Yeah, I'm sure any NCC students probably you know hate the fact that all I'm doing is talking about their rival. But like, how great their yeah, rival is. They, well, yeah, I'm also no, like they, screw they play, these guys. They then. play this like awesome football game every year. NCC and A and T, Central and A and T is cool. There you go. Year. And um, Mac Mac Brown they, loves that they're playing that game. Yeah. He wants no part of any other North Carolina yeah. school. Anyway, like. uh, they the uh, Central uh, upset A and T uh, on Saturday, which is why I'm talking about it. Oh, oh okay. Uh, well, Hithliday, what else do you know about this team? Um, they upset uh, Jackson State in like Deion Sanders' last game. And do you uh, think UCLA has their scruples together? I mean, no. Well, I think it's a bunch of it's a screwball team. Um, so like, but, I mean, UCLA is going to win by fifty. Oh, okay. Then I pick UCLA. 
<laughs> oh, so now you're just asking him for day yeah, what, what he thinks be, before your pick. It'll be a game that's like three to zero at halftime. And wow. everybody's going to be like, you know, <laughs> c- calling up their cousins and being like, hey, turn on the UCLA game. Like, Chip's going to lose, you know. And then, like, and then oh, I guess I'll win the game and get seven touchdowns. That's you know, so you know, this funny. sounds crazy. I'm going to buck the trend. I'm going to pick the UCLA Bruins to win. I'm not I'm not a fucking idiot. Oh. Um, yeah. We're all going with UCLA. Okay. Let's be real. But. Expect some some goofy, hard to watch stuff. I might watch that old one. Chip. Out of all the games, that's going to be the one. Yeah, I want to see goofy day. football. It may be boring, goofy football. Oh, Washington State number twenty three, which is pretty freaking cool that Oregon State and Wazoo are ranked. Mm-hmm. I doubted them so hard against Wisconsin. What I did not know is that Wisconsin continues to be a very not great team. Hmm. Um, Dude, yeah, was Wazoo had a great game. I um, mean, well, well, <laughs> I went a little too far there. Go, they won at, a game. <laughs> did you watch that game? I, I watched some highlights. I did not stick through this. The win game. expectancy chart on that game is so hilarious. Like, I bet. <laughs> like, you know, Washington State's winning, like, all through the, the first half, especially in the second quarter, like, Washington State's winning. Um, like, their defensive line's forcing fumbles. Like, you're, you're, their, their ends are really good. Uh, and then, like, Wazoo just, like, just goes into complete meltdown mode in the third quarter. Just, like, completely melts down. It's, like, nothing but punts. I, I think they go, like, five straight th- three and outs. Like, it was crazy. Um, uh, you know, Wisconsin goes on these long touchdown drives uh, where just Washington State looks completely out of sorts and can't stop them. Um, and then they, like, and then Wisconsin's totally in position. They're down by two points. Like, they're, you know, they're totally in position to, like, take the league and put them away and, like, oh, Wazoo's going to coog this stuff. And then mm-hmm. they fumble. And the Cougs punch yeah. in a touchdown, and that's the end of the game. And so then it's like all the flags come out, and Cougs versus everybody, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, dude, you, oh my god, dude, you, dude, you're, <laughs> you, you, like, yeah. they Cougged Cougin it. <laughs> it seems like this Cougar team, as I mean, we don't have much data, but it seems like they're rolling with a two-sided die. A coin, if you will. <laughs> and it is, it is a it is a D twenty, and then it's it's the one. It's a twenty, and it's a one, uh-huh. and it's gonna be one or the other. Like I've seen so many where it's like, like uh, oh, there's a great Cam Ward play. Wow, what a pass! He really just nailed it. Like I, I, a deep pass, and then just a bowl, like a really not smart play from him. And then with the defense, you know, they're allowing some. Uh, I I have been impressed with the Wazoo defense, but. You know, like, it's they're still not the most is, talented bunch. It's just that their defense is made up entirely of their defensive ends, which, like, if you're going to have a defense, like, mm-hmm. guess what? Those are the dudes in the NFL who are paid the most um, on defense. <laughs> well, that and cornerbacks. Um, because, like, yeah, they can disrupt the passer, you know, and they can, like, they, they come off the edge and they can blow up your run game. And, like, they're super, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, they've got they've got really good defensive ends and they can force a bunch of fumbles, which is what they did in this game. And, like, they got a yeah. fumble return touchdown. Like, they... Yeah. You, you know, it's just like, yeah, you know, but like if if they get blocked, then Wazoo doesn't have a defense. So like, that's it. <laughs> It'll be great when Ron Stone Jr. Uh, gets in the portal, comes over to Oregon. Oh, That'll be wonderful. Oh, my God. Oregon could you know him. it's happening. Oh you know it's happening. No, I'm sure he'd rather play in the Mountain West next year or whatever. The Pack Mountain West or whatever. Um, oh, my God. I'd love him. 
And and, and so like they're they're kind of I mean overall it seems like you should bet on the Cougs against a whole bunch of teams. And but who's they this can, team? Uh, Northern Colorado. And their story is they find they're bad. They this seem- is FCS weekend, man. This is like. Oh, yeah, like okay. So we should FCS be. Okay. This so is- Washington State. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the smart thing. I mean, leave it to Wazoo to lose an FCS team. It's not the first time and it won't be the last. But um, it might be. University of Northern Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Oh. They got a tradition to uphold. Um, you going Wazoo Hiff? Yeah, like of all the FCS teams that the Pac-12 teams play this weekend, this is by far the worst. They're they're yeah, Northern Colorado is really bad this year. Um, and in the Palouse, like yeah, yeah. the uh, Palouse. The Northern Colorado is coached by like the entire McCaffrey family. Like it's crazy, <laughs> and, and like the, I think they just suspended one of the McCaffrey brothers, one of the like failed NFL washouts because he threw his clipboard into the stands. What? Like, yeah, that is funny. Yeah, and he, <laughs> and he hit like an incarnate word fan who like who then like kept the pieces of the clipboard as a souvenir. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, I would too. That's very yeah. funny. I mean, I would keep them because well, that's evidence in the lawsuit yeah. that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> en route to incarnate word beating them forty-two to seven. Um, mm. So yeah, mm. uh, is it is is Incarnate Word? They had a game against Boston College that was pretty crazy last week, right? Is that uh, is that them? N- no, I don't think that. I'm I'm forgetting. I forget who was playing Boston College. I I remember hearing there they had a game where it's like there was a the worst timed weather delay for the underdog that you could possibly imagine. There's a there's a ton of crazy weather going on right now. It's Interesting. Like warming is real. Mm. Yeah, I wonder why. Next. <laughs> Oh Cal boy! Versus Idaho Vandals. I, okay, Aaron. I mean, time to plug our our Quack Twelve, uh, our our Oregon Ducks history series over on the Patreon. Quack in time, in which we go in a time machine back to every single season, starting eighteen ninety four. Review, you know, uh, the Oregon Ducks. Yeah, season. we've seen Review these the, fools. The, We've seen quite a bit of the Idaho Vandals. They've they've really given us what for in the past. And um, the only team to ever voluntarily go back to FCS. They were FBS. They were tired of getting their asses kicked over and over and over. So they went to the FCS. And honestly, I think that's kind of a cool move. I love the Idaho Vandals for the history of it. Mm -hmm. At one point, they were a real almost rival to us. Not so much now. Kind of like Cal. JK. Um, Cal versus oh, and by the way, Cal played Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the you know coached by the terrible Hugh Freeze, and the game was awful. Oh my I god! Mean, <laughs> <laughs> the game it Cal, was just like an insult to football. Like it really was. It was. And the worst part about it, because sometimes you know those awful games, awful late night games, it's like hey. That's a game Cal can win. Right. You know, like kind of no matter how bad they play. Sometimes they got it in them. And the Cal defense was doing well. More like Auburn's offense was absolute dog shit. Mm-hmm. But Cal's offense was also uh, Auburn didn't terrible. throw a pass in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah. And Cal had so many missed opportunities to score. Like they, they were ahead for a lot of the game. So many like possible field goals that could have gone in. They missed three uh, field goals. Yeah. Wow. Ott got hurt after a while, yeah. which is like the worst possible news that you could have for this team. 
like if it they, seems like they if Cal's not for seven turnovers. Ugh. And then in the end, the worst thing that leaves a bad taste in your mouth is that the SEC team won. Like this could have been an ugly game they, that Cal got to beat an SEC team. And no, Auburn does the Auburn thing and yeah. fucking somehow is, wins this hideous game. If you recall game. exactly what I said would happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They it, were a combined, you win with the talent. They were a combined, these two teams were a combined eight for 30 on third downs. Yeah. Uh, God damn, it was bad. Um, like, honestly, I'm looking at that Stanford-Cal game this season being like, that's going to be a barn burner. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be fun to watch. Um, Idaho, on the other hand, I'm I'm sure they've played some teams. Let's see. Oh, that's right. Uh, no, that was last season. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. No, they played I'm getting Lamar. Out ahead of it. I, I, I want it right now. I'm taking Idaho. Uh, See, nice. That's what yeah. I think too. Uh, Idaho crushed Nevada last week. Oh, 30, they did. Yeah, Thirty-three. I'm looking at that sets. right now. And like Nevada kind of moved the ball a little bit against uh, against USC, and like uh. Idaho crushed them. Idaho's two and zero. That is very true. They've got true. an FBS win over there, and and Cal just played the you know one of the greatest insults to football of all time. And Jaden Ott, who's like their best player, got hurt. Which like I'm not cheering yeah. that or anything. That's horrible. I'm just saying like, you know, I I'm just like I, I picked Sac State over Stanford because their quarterback got hurt. I, you know, I have to take that into account. I, I, I I'm sorry if that sounds ghoulish, but like. Dude, give me Idaho. Football's ghoulish. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. That is uh, uh, Aaron. Who you got? I'm Vandals. Yeah. Holy shit, we got our we got a lock. We got an FCS lock, boys. Ooh. This is this is wonderful news. I'm going with Idaho too because I've always liked the program, even when they step down. Dude. Just in general, Dude. they're fun. Picks. We got it. I know over the both of the Bay Area schools. Like, <laughs> yeah, all of I mean, this like Pac-12 teams are you know like seventeen and no start, and they're going to lose yeah. to two FCS teams, and we're all going to be whistling. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, you know this is more a loss for the ACC. Yeah, than right. The Pac-12. Yeah, suddenly it's all going to be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. ACC teams are doing poorly. <laughs> yeah, that's an ACC loss, baby. Um, I would. Oh man. Okay, so I'm watching this game. Uh, that's going to be fun as hell. <laughs> Um, I hope I hope it works out. I mean, Idaho has an offense. Cal does not. So let's see what yeah. happens. Holy shit! And then okay, if if they lose to goddamn Idaho, do you think there's at least a lukewarm seat for Justin Wilcox? Do they care enough? No, like they can't to afford to fire him because the contract yeah. extension they gave him when John Canzano oh. made up the story about uh, yeah Oregon wanting to I hire don't. him. I feel the. I kind of feel the same way too. Where I'm like, is Canzano's the only source on this? Yeah, right. right. I, he like and, way to go, John. You rope doped him. You know, you, you got yeah. Cal to sink what few remaining dollars they didn't <laughs> sink into repairing their stadium that they no built on joke. the Hellmouth. Like uh, no joke. Into Justin Wilcox, who in like year seven uh, is not going to make a bowl and is going to lose an FCS game. Like, yeah, no, he's you heard it here for, first, folks. He's you know Justin Wilcox is going to be the main character of the week. Just like whenever a team loses inexplicably, like on the football internet, they become like, oh, get, guess it's time to dump on, you know, Matt Rule or whatever. Like somehow <laughs> Justin Wilcox mm-hmm. is going to push Mel Tucker, Tucker out of the news by losing. <laughs> <the game>. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like, yeah, 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 that was bad. But ju- what Justin <laughs> Wilcox put on the field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, inappropriate, you know, behavior towards women. Yeah. But like, yeah. It's not yeah. every, but that happens every day. It's oh, not every yeah. day that somebody loses the FCS or some like awful thing is what someone's going to say. Like, yeah, this is this is the um, submarine imploding in the ocean of uh, <laughs> football right, team. This is getting okay. way too dark, man. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I, know, I regret all of this immediately. Arizona versus the UTEP Miners. Oh, UTEP! My sister you, went there going, for physical therapy. Is that enough for you to? Yeah, I'm gonna to ta- go I'm gonna back them? my sister's school. I don't give a shit. Fuck Arizona. You also <laughs> said the same thing basically last week um, when they took on Mississippi State, and you were correct. Oh, those Bulldogs won, but it did go to overtime despite the fact that Jaden Delora threw like three back-to-back picks or something like that. Wow, it was it's, like it was bad. Yeah, Arizona. Um, I mean, we know like the. Any goodwill that you're talking about Arizona the last couple of seasons has only Speaking been like. Speaking of, how yeah. quickly do we forget about such stories? Yep. Mm, Jane Delora, hmm, not a good guy. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of it's. They're a real easy team to be like. I think they're gonna lose, and maybe they're no good in general. So well, I don't. The Mississippi State versus Arizona drive chart. Uh, fumble interception. Uh, this it goes Mississippi State first. Mississippi State fumble, Arizona interception. Mississippi State four play touchdown drive, Arizona interception. Uh, Mississippi State two play touchdown drive, Arizona interception. Wow. Uh, Mississippi State three play punt, punt, uh, Arizona uh, uh, fumble. Uh, uh, like, uh, like that was the first half. Just like I don't want to watch this. And then, and then it like it got worse, like you know, the, or then <laughs> th- then they like threw some touchdowns and interceptions, and it went to overtime. And like you know, uh, Delora, you know, scrambled for it, and they didn't award him the first down, which I thought was wrong. I thought he broke the plane. Um, at the very mm-hmm. least, the game shouldn't have been decided by the refs saying I want to go home. Like they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, 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 but like, yeah, no, whatever. Like I, you know. Yeah, man. You know when I said uh, Mississippi State's going to win this because they had a good defense last year, and then they uh, they forced mm-hmm. three interceptions on the first three drives, and, and uh, or, or four turnovers on the first four possessions. Like, yeah, the clanga clanga. It'll get us all. Um, UTEP seventeen. They lost seventeen to fourteen against Jackson State week one. They beat Incarnate Word twenty eight to fourteen week two week. Th- Three, whatever we're at. I, we, maybe they it played was week zero, game. zero against. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah. So uh, week one, it was uh, Incarnate Word. Week two, uh, they lost to Northwestern. 38-7, which may, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. I, don't, I think Arizona's going to win. Man. Yeah, I think Arizona's going to win, unfortunately. Like losing Northwestern uh, may be more uh, embarrassing than losing <laughs> Jacksonville. Yeah. Or Jacksonville I mean, State, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you going with Arizona, I imagine? Uh, I am. I would love if, if this is a week where Hithoday's going three FCS teams. I mean, UTEP but... is not an FCS team, but they, you know. <laughs> oh, they not? Oh, that's right. I, I mean, they lost to an FCS lump them team, in there. sort of like relegation, maybe. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're one of the worst FBS teams then, right? That's true, yes. <laughs> I always log them in there. Okay, so this is last week. Wow! I had nine points. Aaron had six points because you really... You really went for the fences with some of your picks. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Hith is at 10, leading us, of course. Oh, no way, now. man. I had 11 correct picks. 
No, no, no. Uh, wait, in week. Oh, oh, yeah. One? Okay, going into oh, this. Yeah. yeah okay. This is yeah. This is where we were at. Right. Now here though is boom. Wait, <laughs> you had eleven? I ha- I had you at ten. I just re-listened to it. I don't think I yeah, missed yeah. it. This last week I had eleven correct picks. I picked every game correctly except for the. Uh, except I got for a rim down here. Wazoo game. Let's see. Yeah, you went with Wisconsin. Yes. Well, why do we only have ten? <laughs> What game did you there was only 11 Pac-12 games, and oh, you got okay. one of them Oh, wrong. yeah, right, because Stanford and USC played. You're right. I had 10 yeah. correct picks out of 11 games. Yeah, you only got one wrong. Uh, I did terrible. <laughs> I did pretty bad. I got seven. Aaron, you got you got nine right. Wow. That's pretty dang good. Yeah, because you went with Wazoo. Um, you also went with Mississippi State, and you went with Auburn. Uh, I you also chose Arizona State. That's where. Well, I have to tell you, I wasn't even (laughs) feeling that great about my choices last week, and this week I feel awesome. So I think I'm taking it all the way. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Uh, we were all pretty similar on our picks, but uh, you could certainly surpass me. Uh, Hithleday has 20 points overall in the season. I have 16. Aaron's got 15. We'll see what happens in this. Eh, overall pretty boring, but it could be exciting if uh, people stop dro- start dropping two FCS, FCS teams, and you're calling it boring. Yeah. That could be exciting. <laughs> that could be exciting. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, according to Sigarin, which ranks all uh, Division One teams, FBS and FCS combined, you know, you know, top to bottom, there mm-hmm. are 13 FCS teams better than UTEP, so they might as well be wow. an FCS team. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I truly, that's one where I always assume they're an fcs and i'm always <laughs> shocked when i find out they're not uh fellas that's it we made our picks it's been another wonderful episode of the quack yeah. podcast we couldn't be Wait, more grateful we, we, to have hithliday on we didn't pick oregon versus hawaii oh yeah every see i need to start making the segments <laughs> i always assume we're just going to choose oregon yes uh i mean we are but like right. we need to say we are going like... to choose oregon we should probably it is an oregon ducks podcast i should probably section in a little part where we talk about oregon but we're all choosing oregon we're all gonna beat the wonderful rainbow warriors luckily i kept this graphic um i love that hopefully for me i'm just really hoping you know penalties go significantly down which i imagine i mean we're in oregon uh it's i'm sure it's hard to imagine there's gonna be as many false starts you know yeah certainly not that um, it'd be nice to hold them not, you know, not too many long drives from Hawaii. I mean, honestly, we're looking for a blowout. That'd be pretty nice. I think we're the highest scoring team in the country right now. It helps when you hang 81 points on Portland state week mm-hmm. one, but, um, uh, like average score, you know, uh, I'm just hoping no injuries, maybe get some people back would be nice. Let's see what happens. Um, yeah, but we're all locking down in Oregon. Hithleday, I love any, the Rainbow um, Warriors. Any big thoughts on what you expect to see in this upcoming game? Three minutes uh, against Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Three yeah. Uh, the the only thing that uh, Hawaii has going for they they can't run the ball. Uh, they can't stop the run. Um, uh, the only thing they have going for them is that they their quarterback can hit deep passes. They have one wide receiver who can get behind the defense and catch those deep passes. So it's like they will e- even though I actually 
like Oregon's pass defense this year, and a lot of fans are sort of like panicking about Texas Tech. I actually really uh, liked uh, Oregon's pass defense against Texas Tech. Uh, I still expect yeah. that Hawaii is probably going to hit like one or two of those, and Oregon fans are going to be biting the pillow. Um, mm-hmm. But like, uh, you know, th- those aside, you know, should be fairly clean. Okay, yeah. let's see. I hope hope we all have a good time. That's all I got to say. All the Duck fans in the stands. Ooh, I like ramp that. up because after that is Colorado. And, I mean, I, I still feel good against our chance against Colorado. Oh, I'm but, so like, excited the for that. Is so huge, yeah. Uh, I don't think it'll oh, be able to hit or anything like that. I love Aaron, it. Aaron, uh, any, any super specific predictions you got for this one? For this game? None of us did very well in the last one. So Where we is were it happening? Have, like, it's in Hawaii? It's in, it's in Eugene. Oh, it's in Eugene? Yeah. Um, um, you said last week that we would have 50 points against Texas Tech at halftime. Okay. Not true. Hithliday, you said that Tyler Shuck would not finish the game, but it ended up being a lot closer, or or at least he was having enough early success where they weren't even thinking about putting in another uh, That is true. I, that prediction yeah. was incorrect. Uh, I mean, I we're mean, going like, for... on the other hand, he threw four interceptions, or, or turned the ball yeah. over four times, like... <laughs> maybe they should have. Maybe they should have, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I say, I mean, if certainly if you went went over to Texas Tech's places, they were ringing the bell for Baron Morton. So yeah, know. Macon Macon would have said yes, they should have. I'm sure. <laughs> here's the here's the super hyper specific prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be a forced fumble on a kick return that leads to an Oregon touchdown, okay. and it will probably happen like twice. Hmm. Twice. Yeah, we're going to have two oh, of those. Boy. Oh my goodness, that is bonkers. I'll have a I'll have a prediction where we're actually going to force this is nuts. Six turnovers. Ooh! Six turnovers. I like it. That feels that feels correct to me. So you nailed it. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's pretty outlandish. No but way. we're going for big ones. Going for big ones so we'll look really good when we edit we're out We're going to block that part. three field goals. Okay, okay, Aaron. Uh, Hithliday, uh, feel free to really swing for the fences here. Yeah. You got a, a specific prediction? Hmm. I'm still thinking about your turnover one. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, if they start getting down a lot and they got to start airing it out and you imagine maybe they're going to keep their, you know, like really go for it, mm-hmm. I think we're going to get some, they, some picks. Hawaii and, yeah. is 109th in the country with five lost turnovers. Um. Hmm. Uh, although they've played three games, whereas most teams have yeah. only played two. Um, that is true. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, the, let's see. Um. Uh, 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 my, 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 my prediction is that uh, uh, Hawaii will uh, take an early lead. Um, they'll they'll be up like seven zero, and that Oregon fans will be screaming, um, <laughs> and will just be like intolerable. Uh, and then like Oregon will wind up winning by like thirty points. All right, I like that one. Sounds right to me. I mean, Oregon fans being intolerable doesn't sound like too much for reach, yeah. but yeah, no, I, that sounds right. All right, y'all. Uh, once again, at Quack Twelve Podcast on Twitter. 
uh, Quack Troll of Patreon if you would like to help us out. Plus, there's so many hours of fun Oregon Ducks-themed entertainment there that you got to check out. Um, QuackTrollPodcast.com if you want to see a beautiful website. And then Addicted to Quack, what do you do? You get over to Addicted to Quack White now and, and read Hithleday's article because it's fantastic. Read and watch because there's also some really good curated clips to break down the points that he's making throughout it. Hithleday, thanks so much for joining the show once again. Uh, I, I hope you have a good time watching some football this next Saturday. That being said, go Ducks. Quack, quack. Bye.